weakness. Always go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kulbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulbaum. And welcome to, to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, Wednesday, August 14th, 2019. Hope you're having a good day. As always, lots to talk about. We will cover markets, the economy, trade, and Trump, and everything else we need to do, as always. If you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archived. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also, at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at Gary Kulpam. You can email me. Just be nice. I'm not a fascist. I swear. Read our commentary articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. And our email service, convictionleaders.com, 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 right there. Press the button, GaryK.com, one month free. So, yesterday on this show, we talked markets, and I said, you know, Trump changed his stance again on trade. The Fed's going to lower rates. So, best guess is we don't think we have much upside here. But we think the lows, the recent lows, will hold for now. That is what we said yesterday. Am I allowed to take it back? We didn't think there'd be much upside, too many bear market areas, but we thought at least that would hold for now. Based on Trump changing his stance, and the Fed's going to come in and lower rates. Nah. And it does not matter why. It does not matter why. We deal in price here. We can rationalize all we want, up or down, but we only deal in price. We'll tell you that mass confusion from the White House, Trump tweeting all over the place, Imagine this, the President of the United States telling the world, seriously, that the head of our central bank doesn't know what the hell he's doing. What kind of confidence do you think that instills in the rest of the world and money flows around the rest of the world? And I'm not talking about saying you need to cut rates. He's calling them everything in the book you can say on Twitter. That doesn't help. More yapping on trade today, that doesn't help, but doesn't matter. Because the market opened up today. Oh, by the way, there's Hong Kong too. But it doesn't matter. We measure price here. We measure patterns of price. And we have not broken the lows yet. Yet. No matter what. Our stance remains overall. This ain't no hill for a climber. More than half the market's already bearish. Foreign markets are bearish. Small and mid-caps are bearish. Transports are bearish. And it worsened today. It just worsened today. And if recent lows do get taken out, it will invite more selling. We got close today. Getting close. And without a doubt, leadership continues to fall by the wayside. Without a doubt, and the same lingo we've been using, fewer and fewer stocks working, more and more stocks breaking. Do you know what the close today? 612 new lows in the market, new yearly lows in the market. And we're 6% off the highs. That's how bad it was today. And it ain't going to help that mega cap Cisco is getting smacked in the aftermarket today on their numbers. But that's just another story. So I wish I had more to say, better things to say. 
We'll just say the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Are you ready? Now we're down 800. I think that may have been the low of the day. S&P down 85, NASDAQ down 242, NASDAQ 100 down 238, SOX down 47, mid and small caps, you already know what we think there, transport's down 306, advanced decline up, down, foreign markets, yuck, yuck, and double yuck, and you ready for some numbers on the down? Okay, we'll do alphabetical order, Apple 6 and change, American Express 3 and change, Boeing 12 and change, thank you Gary, we've told you to avoid Boeing all the way down. Uh, Caterpillar, three and change. Cisco, two and change. Down to the three in the aftermarket. Chevron, almost five. DuPont, almost three. Disney, four. Goldman Sachs, eight and change. Home Depot, almost seven. IBM, four and a half. Intel, a buck. Johnson & Johnson, three and change. JP Morgan, four and a half. Coca-Cola, only a half buck. Merck, two and, 260. Microsoft, four bucks. McDonald's, three bucks. 3M, six bucks. Nike, two bucks. Procter & Gamble, buck and a half. Pfizer, a buck. Travelers, five. United Tech, four and a half. United Health, six. Visa, five. Verizon, only 60 cents. Walgreens, two and change. Walmart, one and change. ExxonMobil, two and change. You ready for other stuff? <clears throat> Amazon, 61. Now, we do know Amazon's very high price, but still 61. Uh, Netflix, down 13. We have told you to avoid Netflix. Uh, ServiceNow, nine. Facebook, nine. Booking.com, 52. Uh, Tesla, 15. Remember we told you about things like Tesla. They're going to be destroyed if we ever go into a bear market. Companies that lose money will be destroyed. Remember what I told you about Uber? It's down to 33 and change. Uh, Shopify, big leader, down 16. Trade Desk, big leader, down 14. Mercado Libre, big leader, down 17. Paycom, big leader, down 11. Uh, Chipotle, down 20. And then you got a bunch of 6s, 7s, 8s, and 9s. Adobe, Cooper Software, EPAM, Okta, Twilio, VeriSign, Workday, Viva Systems. Damn, I'm just looking. Google down 32. It just gapped up. And even get this, Costco down 8. And 2 it down 11. Ain't no hill for a climber. And then the financials. We'll get into bonds in a little bit because you're getting so much misinformation uh, from the tube. JP Morgan, 4.5. Goldman Sachs, 8.5. Uh, Citigroup, 3.5. Bank America, buck thirty members only twenty six dollars. Uh, the big caps and the small caps and mid caps and the financials just getting smacked to smithereens today. That's not good news. And now, very carefully, listen carefully. If we break the recent lows, and we have not done that yet, that will invite some more selling. And if we break the two hundred day moving average, which the Dow is sitting on right now, the others are a little bit stronger. But if we do, I think that really invites some selling. So that be the story of today. I wish I had something else to tell you, but we deal with reality, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, you know our stance on the worries. The big picture, 250 trillion of debt, massive debt, massive deficit, massive leverage, massive derivatives, a president that I am really worried about. If this market opens up wide, Instead of saying the buck stops here and don't worry, America is great and it's just a correction, he's going to blame people. And that's not going to help. And that is not going to help. And I tried tweeting back to him several times today about ripping Jay Powell. It's okay for me to rip Jay Powell. I'm not the president of the United States with 65 million people on Twitter and the world watching. Catching my drift? So uh, not a good day today at all. And the Mets lost last night. They're playing Atlanta. Gotta beat Atlanta. Gotta beat Atlanta. 
Up next on the edge, more on the markets. News of the day. Much more today. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's edge. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kaltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thank you for uh, being with us today. So, um... Again, big picture, whatever Trump tried to do to help markets yesterday did not work. Added a little fuel to the fire. Now let's do some outlining of things. Let's outline a few things. You can hear today about how we have this big inverted yield curve. You get more yield on a two-year note than the 10-year. Now the longer you go out, the more you're supposed to get paid. So why is that? It's simple. It's getting as defensive as defensive can be. Why is this inverted yield curve important? It just has occurred and presaged just about every recession for the last 50 years. That's why. They define recession as two straight quarters of down GDP. What we do. But for me, that pales in comparison to everything else. That's a tiptoe through the tulips. For me, there's 13 trillion, 14 trillion of negative yields around the globe. The European Central Bank is negative four-tenths of a percent and is going to lower rates even more and print more money. Japan has negative rates. The German Bund is negative, 10-year, minus six-tenths of a percent. And people are still buying them because it's a bond bubble. And I worry that this is something telegraphing real onerous. I don't predict that, but i got to tell you, I'm a student of the markets. And the markets are yelling and screaming something. And it ain't good. And as you know, I've always had this motto. It's never bad until the market says so. It's never bad until the market says so. Let me repeat that. It's never bad until the market says so. If you hearken back to 06 and 07, I was railing against what I called the credit and housing bubble. But markets were fine, no issues, until the market said so, and all things came to unglue. The question is, what are some of these markets saying? And obviously, we're correcting here, but just so you know, it's just a correction so far, a harsh correction, and plenty of bear markets around the globe or in, in our market, different sectors. But again, I ask that question. What else am I saying? IPOs getting killed. It's a sign of a bear. IPOs losing money coming public. If that's the sign of the top, the fact that those money losing IPOs are getting killed, possibly a sign of a bear. Bearish. I've told you about earnings already. Not very good. At all. I've told you about froth. Bitcoin, give me a break. Marijuana stocks, they're dead. They've been crushed. Hope you listened. 
Remember what I told you about the tout artists? They are touting you because they own a bunch. They're getting killed. Expectations? I would think our central bank would lower rates or at least really telegraph them tomorrow if we have another good down day. The problem is the president. It's said that the central bank cannot be political. So if the president is ripping them to shreds with tweets, how can they lower rates that day? It looks like they're political. So all things being equal, I think we're a couple of days away if this continues down. If we break those lows that yesterday I said, I don't think they're going to break them uh, soon. If they break those lows and that selling does indeed come, I think the Fed will be right there. Now, I've done preliminary scans of the market. Just preliminary. South end of a northbound jackass. It looks that bad. Inverted handles. A break through the low of those handles, which will be that support level. Trouble. So stay tuned. Hang out. Anything breaking the 50-day moving average right now should be up for review. And please do not listen to anyone who says to you, you got to buy and got to average down and the market's cheap. And if you loved it two weeks ago, you even love it more today. They're full of crap. You got that? They don't know if we dropped 20-25% like we did in the fourth quarter. They have no clue. But they say the same thing over and over and over again. And they're tiring. They said it throughout 08 when the market dropped 56%. They said it through and some financial stocks never came back. They said it in 2000 to 03. The next one, they'll say the exact same thing over again, which gives them an absolute value score of 0.0, as John Vernon said in Animal House. Up next, yeah, we'll have more good news and whatever else. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's edge. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. I'm highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. Welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, I am sixth pick in my fantasy football league out of 10 teams. I'm not thrilled. Uh, I feel like there's a real big drop-off after four or five. But I think Zeke Elliott's holding out, so maybe he goes a little bit later. Um, we'll see. I'll let you know as it goes. Uh if anybody has any thoughts, let me know, but I'm going to start studying this weekend. I love fantasy football. I wish I created it. Anyway, where was I? Where was I? So, you know, we go back and forth here on the politics of markets and the economy. 
And um, the reason is simple. Uh, over the past 15 to 20 years, they, them, do not leave the markets and the economy alone. When I tell you I've never been more optimistic on the people, but I've never been more pessimistic on the government, I mean that. And there's not a reach here. The evidence is sitting right in our face. $22 trillion of debt. Do you know what that really represents? That is our government, the people that are voted in to oversee this country and its well-being and its future have put us in a freaking hock to the tune of $22.5 trillion that could never, ever, it would be impossible to ever roll it back. That is over and above the trillions we send them in our precious taxes. Think about that. It's a crime. And all are guilty. I used to be able to defend the Republican Party on debt and deficits. Can't anymore. George Bush, Mr. Conservative, $5 trillion. Uh, uh, Iraq war, don't worry about it. Iraq war, uh, you know, we got to cover it. $5 trillion in debt. Obama, nine. Donald Trump, oh, I think I can get rid of the debt in, 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 within uh, two years. He raised spending $500 billion a year. Donald Trump did. You're Donald Trump. You conservatives that love him to death and go to his little confabs and cheer him on, he ain't any better than Obama. He's worse. Not to mention, over the past 20 years, that size of government. Why is our government that spent $1.8 trillion 20 years ago going to spend near $5 trillion this year? Where the hell is the money going? And therein lies more worries. It's called the crowding out of our economy. Thus, I have never been more optimistic on us, but I've never been more pessimistic on them. And Trump's done some great things. I laugh every time the left gets pissed off at him for getting re- regulations. I laugh at him because all the regulations were Obama regulation, regulations. What did we ever do before Obama and all his regulations? But the weight of this evidence. And then you have the central bank that is enabled and always has with easy money craziness. And they keep telling us we're great. Oh, look at the... the, the I use a certain comparison slash analogy with you guys on this show that is so appropriate. All our government has done and all our central bank has enabled is a higher debt credit card to take care of the prior credit card. And if you do that forever, oh, you can just keep making things great for as long as you want until the market says so. The market wakes up and says, up yours to these people who put us in all these debts and deficits. And then what ends up happening You get these maniacs, and I don't use that term sarcastically, these maniacs like a Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren that you wouldn't let them have the responsibility of handling a lemonade stand wanting to take every freaking thing over in your life. They want to put strings attached to your shoulders, and you are a freaking puppet with no decision-making. Take all decisions out of your hands and tax the living hell out of you.
as de Blasio says. You know, last night I asked Bill de Blasio, so you say you want to tax the hell out of the wealthy, but all you're also doing is taxing the hell out of anybody who wants to become wealthy because every time they step up in life, you're there to raise their taxes like crazy, and then when we have nobody that's wealthy, you're going to get no money from them. What do you say? He didn't answer the question because he's another dolt. A dictator, an authoritarian, socialist dolt. And that's what we're getting now. And they actually poll well in that party. They shouldn't be polling at a tenth of a percent. Root Canal should be polling better than these people. Jokic should be polling better than them. But when you have what government's done over the last 20 years, they can sell it. When we had a bailout Wall Street and banks in 2008, they can sell it. If you bail out uh, the banks, why can't we bail out the student loans? So anyway, the whole weight of all this. Let's hope we are not at the point that the market says so. Because there is nothing bad until the market says so. It's the way it's always been. We nailed it for you in 07. And we got bigger worries now than we had what, the, the worries we had in 06 and 07. Because all they've done for the last two years is blown up debt, gargantuanly. Enabled by these morons at the central bank. And do you know in the past few weeks I have interviewed Republican and Democrat on the Bulls and Bears show and I ask each one what are you going to do about that and deficits, they laugh at me. They laugh. You want to kick them right in the grapefruits. They laugh. Like it's no big deal. Now the Republicans fake it and say, oh, we've got to do something about it. The Democrats don't even fake it. I have one guy saying, oh, we need to make investments on climate change. What? I told de Blasio last night, it's not climate change our biggest crisis. It's you guys and your debt and deficits. He looked at me like I was a jackass. Welcome to the world. I am so optimistic on us. I am so pessimistic on them. Up next, we'll delve deeper into what I have no idea. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. You're listening to... What are you ready for? One, two, ready, go. Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbach. All right, kids, so here's what we need to be watching out for. Oh, by the way, thanks again for being here. I'm Gary Kolbaum. This is Investor's Edge. Serious talk on you and your money with a little comedy injected. I'm looking. I'm, I'm six picking fantasy league, and I, and I gotta tell you, I just looked again. Not happy, but I'll deal with it. I'd rather have nine or ten, and then come back with two picks. But we'll see how it goes. Um, first thing we're watching for is what the Fed's gonna do. Uh, and and I mean it when I say it. I think the president's preventing the Fed from making a move right now by jawboning them every day. I mean, he went after them quite the viciously today. You ready for this tweet? Let's see if I can find it. We are winning big time against China. Companies and jobs are fleeing. Prices to us have not gone up. In some cases, have come down. China is not our problem, though Hong Kong is not helping. Our problem is with the Fed. Raised too much and too fast. Now too slow to cut. Spread is way too much as other countries say thank you to clueless Jay Powell. Clueless. I can say that about Jay Powell. The president cannot. Well, he can, but should not. Clueless. 
the head of your central bank. That's good for a couple of hundred thousand points to the downside right there. So we got to watch what the Fed does. Excuse me, we got to watch what the president says. I, I've, I've tried to contact him five times today. He's not listening. What else do we watch out for? If the 10-year yield keeps – I can't believe I'm even talking about the 10-year yield, but it's to be watched now. If the 10-year yield keeps going down, bad. Bad. It's the best way I can put it. It is indicative. You want to see that back up. By the way, the 30-year is a 2.025. We will be watching the Dow is sitting a little bit below the 200-day and a little bit above the recent low. But for me, the Dow is not the important indices. The S&P, more important. The recent low on the S&P was 28.22 or 28.40. After that is the 2800 mark, which is the 200-day moving average. The NASDAQ, next. Muy importante on the NASDAQ. Stronger than the S&P, but we're going to be watching. And by the way, it's the low of on both of them. Of course, I can find it. I can let you know. It was last Monday. That's the day we gapped down, which was uh, the 5th of August. So about, we'll call it about 76.62. You don't want to break that. And then the 200 day, 75.69. I really don't have to give you anything else because the transports are dead. Dead. Already near the June lows. The Russell 2000, dead. Remember, we've been telling you all along these are the areas to avoid. The mid-cap 400, not as dead, but pretty much dead. We've been telling you to avoid other markets. When you have a chance, go look at EEM. It's the Emerging Markets ETF. It's back at December lows. It's back near December lows. The China, which is FXI, broke the lows of last December. Broke the lows of last December. So for me, underneath the hood, underneath the surface, they got problems. And yesterday I said to you, I thought the reversal by Trump, the 10th one, would at least hold up the market for now, though I didn't think there was much upside. Market told me to take a flying leap today. And now we're heading back towards those lows. And then we scan 1,500 stocks in 200 sectors. But we already know what we're finding. More and more names breaking down. Fewer and fewer names holding up. And on my leaders list today, these are my leading growth stocks. Trade desk down 14. Paycom down 11. Mercado Libre down 17. OLED down 7. Okta down 6. EPAM down 7. Chipotle down 20. That's the big strength. And a lot of those software names break in support. And as we go into tomorrow, interesting to see what Cisco does and what it causes because it's down a big juicy 7% in the aftermarket. And that is a big number for a mega cap name. Tomorrow night, 5 p.m., I'm on Bulls and Bears. The radio show will emanate at 6 p.m., little pre-tape before the 5 p.m. TV. And that's on Fox Business Network. Do not miss it. 
Have a great evening. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like we do. Simple procedure. Make sure you hug your children. Night night all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r. 